Welcome to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. Today on the show, Bob is speaking with Sugi Shriba. Make a list of what are the things I value in life. Let me just give you a hint. You should value yourself first. <laughs> But for me, it's like my physical and mental health. Then it's my family, divided by my, my kids and my wife. And then it's my business. I already said to myself, I'm a family first entrepreneur, family first. But what's a family first entrepreneur to do if he doesn't keep his own mental and physical health? One day he's going to get sick and to not be a father for, for, to be a family first entrepreneur, or the business would die, whatever. Hi there, and welcome back to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. My name is Bob Gentle, and every week I'm joined by amazing people who share what makes their business work. If you've just hit play, Then before you go any further, don't forget to subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it's the plus icon or the follow button at the top of the screen. That way you won't miss a thing. Now, before I jump into introducing this week's guest, just a quick reminder that after nearly 200 of these interviews, I've learned a thing or two about what makes business work online. And it turns out that success does live clues and I want to offer you the map. So if you jump over to my website, you can grab your copy of my personal brand business roadmap. It's everything you need to start, scale, or just fix your personal brand business. So this week's guest is, I'm going to say a mentor of mine, is somebody whose work I follow a lot, somebody personally I look up to a lot, because he's probably one of the most disciplined and productive people I know. He runs three businesses and he'll tell you about those. But this week, Sagi Schreiber, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Bob? Thank you so much for having me on the show. No, it's, honestly, it's my pleasure. And this is really my opportunity to pick your brains because discipline and mental toughness are two things that when I think of Sagi Schreiber, these are the words that make you stand out. And I've been looking at some processes in my business and trying to level up this year. And what I'm finding is when you want to level up from a practical perspective, something else has to level up as well. And one of my previous podcast guests, she used a phrase I'll never forget, is your business will grow when you grow. And a lot of people right. listen to something like that and they think information, they think knowledge. Mm -hmm. But it's much more than that. If you want to play bigger, you need to be bigger. And this is really what I want to talk about with you today is how we can bring a bigger game, be bigger. And yeah, man, definitely. You, I mean, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love this topic because, you know, it's, it's my, it's what I'm most bullish about right now. A lot of people are talking about the metaverse and, and NFTs, right? Like that's the whole vibe right now. Everybody's talking about like, you know, and, 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 and in business and personal branding, people are talking about like the methods and the tactics and the social media and everything like that. And uh, like the, the channels, we had a discussion about that as well. I mean, like it's important, right? Um, but at the end of the day, The thing that is most important is not that metaverse, it's your innerverse. And that's what I'm really keen on understanding my own universe, my own world, um, and, and, and improving myself. Because what I noticed in about five years of business, of putting food on the table and growing a business, is that, um, is that no matter what struggle you go through, because we all go through adversity and so much you know, struggle, each one of us has their own things. I mean, uh, we both have kids, right? And, and, and for me, I have like three uh, small children under, under the age of nine. And um, one of them is like one year old. And, and the whole struggle with having kids and three businesses and 
you know, everything that's going on. And we all want to be great human beings. We want to be great partners and we want to be great parents and we want to be, you know, great entrepreneurs and everything comes together and clashes a lot of the time. So how do we keep ourselves from overwhelm and how do we keep ourselves basically functioning at, at a very productive uh, vibes or, or so, so first of all, the understanding is this, the understanding is that when you do the work on you, then your business will flourish as well. We tend to think we need to work on the business. And there's a saying, the saying, don't work in the business, work on the business. I say, F it, work on yourself. Like, and yes, work on the business for sure, but work on yourself first. And that means also putting your first in top priority. So I, I don't want to, I don't know which way you want to take it, but we can talk about a lot of topics based off of just that. Well, let's talk about something really, really simple. And I think we only have so many hours in the day. Everybody's busy. Right. Some, some people are very wasteful with their time and others have really optimized that time. And the only way that they can find more margin is sometimes getting up a little bit earlier. There are books like Miracle Morning, The, the Miracle Morning, Robin Sharma's got the 5am club. Right. There is a movement towards getting up early in the morning, mm-hmm. which in the evening sounds like a great idea. But in the morning, it doesn't sound like a great idea. So how can somebody who is very comfortable in their life and there's no burning pressure? I mean, my business is not falling apart. If I don't get up at 5 a.m. in the morning, there are no consequences for me. But I know if I want to play bigger, I'm going to need to be bigger in this instance in the morning. So how could somebody like me train myself to be better in the morning? All right. So... Here's the thing that is probably going to shock you. And I don't know how much you know about, well, you probably, okay. So I'll start from, from, from the end. Let's I don't wake up. I, nothing. I don't, I don't find, I don't wake up at five in the morning. Um, and to tell you the truth, I don't even wake up at six. I try to wake up at seven. Um, and the reason I do that is because I had a morning routine, but when my baby was born right now, I'm in sleepless nights we have a period right now where my baby, she wakes up and I, I call her my baby. She's one, one, one year and four months old, but she's very cute. Baby, You'll be right? calling her baby for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the youngest one. And she wakes up from like 9 PM to 12, like midnight. She wakes up like, you know, two to three times crying. So we're around her. And then after by, by midnight, she falls asleep. We like, I go to sleep at around midnight or whatever. And um, I just want to get my seven hours of sleep in. And, and sometimes we wake up in the middle of the night for her as well. So I know my sleep is not at the best state it's at. So we have periods in our life where morning routines just don't freaking work. So for me, like what I did is I made sure I have a morning routine. So let's, I'm just like for a second, dividing, like separating the hour which you wake up in the morning to the morning routine. So I'm saying like having a morning routine is crucial, is important. For me, it's like I don't see any other other way to succeed. Um, but but waking up, for me, right now, I prioritize sleep. And I call it my 9 to 12 club, where right now I don't work from 9 a.m. to 12 noon. I don't work. Sometimes I make it a bit shorter because maybe I start at like 8.30 or whatever, but basically like three hours where I go to exercise, I take a shower, I eat properly. Um, sometimes I meet with uh, uh, friends that I don't have other ways to meet or other time to meet with. 
uh, because of my busy life, but it's mostly taking care of me. And, uh, and why nine? Just because I wake up at seven straight to get the kids ready for, you know, for the whole rush to get them to school and everything. And then by about 8.30, I come back home, I take the dog out for a walk, and then I start my day. So my nine to 12 club is the way for me to make sure I still get sleep in because it's just as important as starting your day right. You cannot start your day right if you don't get them proper sleep. And you cannot get anywhere without proper sleep. And right now, I know my sleep is not proper at all. So I'm trying to get it to the point where, first of all, dividing that morning routine from the, the sleep thing, making sure I get enough sleep. And I think that's for a lot of people, it might make sense right now because a lot of people are like, I don't want to wake up in the morning because, you know, I, I stay up late. For me also, by the way, I have clients from the United States. So at least twice a week, I'm, I'm on phone calls until late. So it's kind of, again, it, I, I can't really make sure that I wake up, you know, I go to sleep by 9 p.m. So. Once we divided it, now let's talk about the morning routine for a second. Most people, and there's a statistic about it, I don't know the, the current statistic, the, the specific one, but most people have heart, their heart attacks in the morning. So like most heart attacks that happen, happen in the morning. Um, specifically, by the way, in the UK, I think that's the highest rate. So why is that? It's because in the morning, everybody starts their fires. Right. Everybody now is like, oh, my God, and this and that. And we need to do this. We need to do that. There's a lot of also early risers. I don't know about you. I'm getting messages from my accountant and my personal assistant at 830 in the morning sometimes. And this can be stressing. Hey, uh, you know, we need to, to pay this much tax. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, it's 830 in the freaking morning. Like you don't stress people out like that, especially people like me who come from a background of like not managing my money correctly. And I remember phone calls from the banks at this hour that like, you know, turn my stomach over. So right now I opt out of this shit, like 100%. I put myself, you know, up front and I say, this is my life. So I'm going to do me and I'm opting out of everybody else's agenda until 12. And you know what? If you have something, you know, very pressing, something very urgent, I might, you know, and, and I need to call someone. I might give them a call about 10 when I'm finishing my exercise and I'm on the drive back home or something like that, just for about 10 minutes. I might do that. But besides that, that's it. I'm, I'm really doing me. And um, so that's, that's one thing. Now, back to waking up early. I did have periods where I woke up early and it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't all fun. But again, that sense of like beating the sun up, I think Grant Cardone talks about it a lot. It's like that feeling of like, I beat the sun up, you know, I, I just beat, do stuff that that's, makes you that's proud. That's a bit competitive for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not just like, I'm not the best person to talk about waking up early. Um, I, I'm really not because again, I'm not a morning person, but when I did have times where I woke up early, I felt great. And, um, you know, that sense of peace where nobody's, nobody's even awake or nobody really will like my accountant might ping me at 8.30 a.m., but he will not ping me at 6.30, you know? So it's like nobody is there like to, to bug you. The kids haven't woken up yet. My wife doesn't wake up yet. Like for me, it's kind of like I love the period. I think what you've described there is in your situation, in your time of life, you've shifted that morning routine into what most people would consider to be the work day. Yeah. And that in your situation makes perfect sense, but it's still been created with some discipline and you stick to it. And I think that's really the, the sticking to something that you can have an idea, you've been creative, you've now 
resolved to do something and it happens. This is where I see a lot of people fall down. It's very easy to be creative. It's very easy to generate ideas, but then the execution, it is either hit or miss or sporadic, but that commitment to allow the compounding effect to kick in over a period of time never happens. So how do you either yourself or if somebody comes to you as a client and says, this is my issue, I'm finding it difficult to be consistent. How do you help them work towards that consistency? You know, I love that question. And um, it's it's a great question because I I do have clients, some coaching clients that are, you know, struggling with, with this thing, but um, I'll tell you one, one's a process. I also went through a process. Like don't beat yourself up. I think it's the first thing for me. There's also a lot of things that I've tried to implement habits that I try to implement that the most important thing I learned over time is not to beat myself up if I don't get to it, but to say tomorrow is another day. Kind of like to, to, but not let myself too much go on with this. Oh, tomorrow is another day. Just let it go. But say, okay, I haven't done it. I'm kind of like, you know, looking at myself in the mirror. This is the hard truth. Sagi, you haven't done it today, but don't worry. Tomorrow is another day. So kind of like having that patience on one hand, on the other hand, not giving yourself some slack. They say, tomorrow you're going to do it. And you know what? Sometimes I came to the realization where I don't do it the other day. Some, some of my habits that I try to implement, uh, for instance, daily meditation. I'm still not meditating daily, although that was on my agenda for the past couple of years. But I, I came to a realization one day after like a month of trying to implement it that maybe I have a benefit of not meditating every day. Like for me, you know, it's just like, maybe I'm not doing it because I value other things more than the meditation daily. I value meditation, but maybe not daily. So I kind of took it out of my, out of my kind of like need to do it every day. And now I don't do it every day and I'm completely fine with that. I would love to do it every day. I know it will get me farther, but I have a lot of other things to work on and I'm working on those as well. So the most important thing is here, here's, here's the hack, right? Here's the hack. And that's very something very practical. I'm trying to think of the practical things, right, to, to, to give to your audience here. Measure yourself. Make a list. If you have a pen, pen and paper and you want to write it right now, make a list of what are the things I value in life. Just make that list. And, and, and when you put those things up, let me just give you a hint. You should value yourself first. <laughs> but for me, it's like my physical and mental health. Then it's my family, divided by my, my kids and my wife. And then it's my business. I used to value my, my I said, I already said to myself, I'm a family first entrepreneur, family first. Like was, and I was priding myself in being family first. But what's a family first entrepreneur to do if he doesn't keep his own mental and physical health? You know, one day he's going to get sick and there, is, there would no be, there would, there would not be a father for, you know, for, to be a family first entrepreneur or the business would die, whatever. So I say, I know I should ruthlessly follow this value, core value of physical and mental health. And that's on the top of the priority list. And then one day I looked at my calendar. So the first, the first thing to do is to make a list of, your, of the things you value in life and then prioritize them on the list. Just you roll a list, right? Get another piece of paper. Now write it in priority. The one on the top is the most va- valued thing in your life right now. And that's the thing that now is the next phase, which is go and look at your calendar. If those things that you value are not on your calendar, what are you doing? Like it, if, so your calendar is a complete reflection of the values. So if, you, if your calendar does not reflect the values that are in your life, then 
you are living out of integrity. If you're living out of integrity, there's nothing you can really get done or you cannot grow. So you need to make sure, first of all, you get to a level where you're living on a, on a level of integrity. You're being proud of who you are. You're proud of being the hero of your own journey. By the way, a, a new book just came out by Donald Miller. You probably read Story Brand, right? Yeah. Yeah, amazing book. I'm nodding, forgetting that we're doing an audio show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there's a new book called Hero on a Mission. Basically, the, the, that's exactly what he's talking about. It's like, and, and being the hero of your own story. And that's what I was like having in my mind for, after storytelling became a part of my business, I said, you know, storytelling is also for life. How am I going to be the hero of my own story? I write my own story. That's how we write our own story. So if our calendars does not, do not reflect our values, then we're missing out on everything. So I have time in my calendar for my kids. I have time in my calendar for my, for my you know, that's, that's the point where I looked at my calendar back then. It was the beginning of 2020, uh, actually 2021. That's a year ago almost. Yeah. And I was in a terrible, terrible situation. Man, I, I don't know if you know this, but I was sued. Did I tell you about it? You did tell me about that, yeah. Okay. I remember. You did not look so, like yeah. a healthy person. No, so I was, I was sued by a troll, by the way. I did not do anything illegal. I just was sued on my uh, email list. It can happen to anyone. Just someone who's kind of like, should be a lawyer, but he's not actually finding a normal, legit job. He's just suing small companies, finding the small things in between the law. And so he's like, someone sued me. I had another client in my agency gone bad, and I never have clients gone bad. Specifically, this client was an, an attorney. <laughs> so it was just like a really, really bad um, oh, needs outcome. That. Yeah, my developer, so we don't do development anymore, but back then we did development and the developer, she was a new developer and she wiped his website completely, like the, the on production. Anyway, a lot of things went wrong with this project and I took responsibility for it, obviously. And that was just feeling a pretty bad feeling of like, oh my God, how did I get to a position where like I have one client that's gone wrong and every day at 10 p.m. I'm getting an email, another email from him like, you're wasting my time. I shouldn't have worked with you. Just stuff like that. I'm like, how did I get to a position with someone saying, I can't believe I'm working with you. And then another person is freaking suing me, you know, and, and so much stress and, and working. I never talked to lawyers ever, like really. And, and all of a sudden I'm talking to a lawyer and preparing a defense uh, uh, document and all this stuff and going to court. Uh, and man, it felt just like so stressful. And I wasn't sleeping at night at all. The baby just was not sleeping at that period. And she was just like, you know, she was not even one year old and, and she was just like not sleeping. So, and so I think that was one of the worst periods in my life. And, and for those couple of months, uh, I had another, uh, a couple of other things happened to me, which were kind of like just situations where you're like, oh my God, how can I? everything happen between January to March? And the thing that really helped me is my personal development routine. Like my, my kind of like, I said, okay, I'm going to double down on whatever I need right now for my health. I remember I said my, to myself, like, okay, Sagi, mental and physical health first. And the physical will help the mental. So I went and doubled down on my workout. And I went and I, and I meditated more. And I went and I, uh, I, I put affirmations on my, on my screen. This is, by the way, my, my vision. You see a lot of stuff on my iPhone right now. I'm, showing, I'm displaying my iPhone yeah. uh, lock screen. Right now, it's a bunch of stuff. It's like my vision sheet. But basically, I, I put affirmations saying it's all happening perfectly. That was like, kind of like my affirmation. Everything that's happening right now, Sagi, in your life is, is something you manifested and something that also is kind of like to, coming to teach you a good lesson in life. And so when March came and I overcame that uh, guy in court and I also um, fixed everything for my client and I really came out on top 
I, I looked back and I'm like, okay, 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 so what, what, what's going on? Like, what can you do now? And what can I do now to, to keep my, you know, my mental and physical health in the right position? I looked at my calendar and I saw there's nothing for workouts in my calendar. I think that's how most of us live. We don't have workouts. We just do them when we can, right? It's not a thing in our calendar. It's not a work thing. Like, why should we have it in our calendar? So I just, from in March, I just took my calendar. I booked out uh, a recurring event every single day, nine. I said it was like eight even to 12, just nothing on my calendar. Nobody can book any meetings with me. And I couldn't book for myself as well. And since then, I've been doing it. And I can't say I was perfect. Some days I missed out, right? But and at the beginning, it was very hard. But I eventually started talking to my clients. And when I mentioned that to my clients, even that I don't work from nine to 12, it, they're actually on board with it. They're, they're really inspired by, oh my God, this is great Like that you're doing it. It's really cool. And I think that's something that I pride myself in, in doing as well. It's something that I, it, it goes against the common norms, right? Like, and it's not that I even work more. I don't. I actually work less. I, I don't work more work hours because of that nine to 12. It's actually part of my freaking work day. Like I don't, I work less. And, and the work less thing is something I figured out when I did 75 hard, which is a mental toughness challenge, which I really recommend everybody to start with or do if you can. Um, I tried it. I, I was on there for about a week, two weeks, something like that. And, and you fell off and that's it? You didn't try again? Not yet. Okay, okay. So yeah. when, I, when I'm doing 75 hard again, I will, I'll reach out to you and we're going to do it together. It's, it's just amazing. The, the thing that I got from 75 hard is at the beginning, like the first two weeks are really, really hard. That's why most people... So, you know, so for the listener, just what is 75 hard? Okay. So 75 hard is something I did in uh, 2020. Just before COVID hit, I started it. Uh, in January 2020. It is a mental toughness challenge uh, created by, uh, it was uh, designed by Andy Frisella, who is an amazing entrepreneur. He's a very tough dude, kind of, you know, it's like some people love him, some people hate him for the way he speaks, but he's like, he's a tough guy, but he's a very, very successful entrepreneur. I love this guy for, for what he represents. And, and he created this challenge, which is not a fitness challenge, but a mental toughness challenge, but it has like all like different activities that you have to do every single day for 75 consecutive days. Here is the five things. One, you have to have two workouts a day. So the, the two workouts have to be separate and they each have to be minimum of 45 minutes and one has to be outside no matter the weather. All right. Now, when, and the, the, the workouts can be also walking. You don't have to like run for 45 minutes, um, but it can be walking as well. But still, 45 minutes times two, one has to be outside no matter the weather. Uh, so that's one. Uh, second thing is you have to drink a gallon of water every day. That was one of the hardest for me just because the amount of time I had to go pee in one day was just crazy. Uh, you don't think about it. You're just like, oh, I'll just drink a lot. It's healthy. Yeah, let's see you on the plane with that gallon. So <laughs> I'll never forget. I, I came to the UK and, you know, it had just like the, the land, the, the, the plane was delayed. So we're sitting on the plane and they to, told us we can't take our seatbelts off. We're sitting and waiting to take off. Like, God, please take off. I really got to go. So anyways, um, 75 hard. We said two workouts, one gallon of water. You have to read 10 pages of uh, any personal development book a day. It should be any book that teaches you something new. It's not a fiction book. And then you have to take one progress pic a day. Selfie, basically. And the selfie is for you. You don't have to publish it online. You, you can definitely just have it for your own sake and uh, not you don't have to publish it anywhere. Uh, but uh, it's meant for you to later 
see the progress that you made, like how, you, you, how your body changed and how your expression changed. And what this does when you do this every single day, by the way, oh, you, also another thing, you have to choose a diet and stick to it with no cheat meals at all. And you cannot have anything that is bad for you, meaning like you can't have cake or anything like that, and you cannot have alcohol. So yeah, if you drink casually, no more drinking for like 75 days. And you can't have that nice birthday cake when you go to a birthday or if you go to a wedding or whatever. Like, no, everybody's going to enjoy and you're going to sit aside and be disciplined and not touch it. So that's a kind of really, really hard things that kind of, you know, I can say like almost broke me a couple of times. Also when my kids have birthday, had birthdays and stuff. Yeah, none of, the, none of them are individually ridiculously tough. But collectively, <laughs> it is a very big hill to climb. Right, right. It is. By the way, I broke down at like um, at day 25. I, um, I fell off and um, I wanted to quit. And luckily for me, I had my previous mentor, Calvin Wayman, and I called him and I was like, Calvin, bro. And Calvin did 75 hard. And I said, I want to quit, man. And he's like, you're not quitting. I'm like, yeah, man, I've been to the army. Enough of this shit. Like, I know what I'm doing. It's so cool. Like, I don't need 75 hard. And also I was feeling like I'm working in this thing. It's like three hours a day. You, you are working on this challenge because it takes time to read the 10 pages of the book. It takes time to do the exercises. You know, it takes a toll on you. Like it's, it's a lot of time investing in preparing for the exercise, showering later, whatever you need to do. Like it's not just 45 minutes. It's, you know, it takes time. So, and, um, and so I told him like this and I'm quitting. And he's like, you're not quitting. And he's like, what did you fall off, Sagi? What did you fall off? And I said, the selfie. I just, I did everything. I did the exercise. I drank the gallon of water. I kept my diet. I took like, and I just didn't take a selfie. I forgot the freaking selfie. And whenever in this challenge you go, you fall off on one, even one of these things. Even if you read nine pages instead of 10 or whatever, you have to catch yourself and go back to day one. And that's the whole thing about it. Like if you fall off at any time, you go back to day one. I told him like, I found a selfie and he said, well, have you ever had that in life or business where those small things, you did all the big things, everything was great, but those small things, minor things, you missed and they completely messed you up? And I was like, oh my God, yes. Like, you know, it's so true. So 75 hard and what you fall off on or what is the hardest for you, sometimes it's a reflection of your life and business. And, and the thing about 75 hard, once you do it, it's a transformation of discipline of self-esteem, of the way you think of yourself, of knowing that you kind of, it's, a, it's another win for life. It's something that you've done. It's a, I want to I tattoo myself on 75 hard. I'm not doing it right now, but I really, I feel like I really want to get a tattoo 75 hard because, um, you know, it's like, I feel I did something very, very hard. And I found out, I, like, the most stressful thing for me at the beginning was the three hours. Like, I'm saying, I'm not working in my business enough. And and then I noticed over time that my business grew in 2020 like crazy. And if, so I learned that even if you work less, you grow more if you do some of the work on you. So you go inside, you do the work on yourself, and then your business, the external situations, you just, you know, everything kind of correlates because you're in better energy. You have better calls with your clients, even potential clients that could have said no because of your energy. Now say yes, you're, you're more alive. Everybody around you is witnessing you and inspired by you and want to work with you. You are making better decisions because you're just, everything's clear in your head. So everything kind of correlates. And I think there's another spiritual aspect of it. Uh, Bob, I don't think we ever talked about it, but I think there's a spiritual aspect of manifestation. 
So when you're in a state and, high, and um, operating on higher vibes in the world, I believe that manifestation happens quicker. So you manifest the things that you, it's kind of the law of attraction and how it works. So you manifest the things that you, you say you want in your life. They just come to you. You start attracting more rather than, you know, trying to grab. I think without even needing to get particularly sort of woo around the law of attraction, I looked a little bit at this and there's an awful lot of convergence around you and I are used to hearing with the law of attraction and where quantum physics is currently arriving. This is not really fringe. This is sort of what you would call high physics that, that a lot of physicists aren't even there yet. But no, I, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. And um, just, just to like one, one point on that as well. I mean, we, I can talk about it for hours, but one point is one recommendation for a book, Levels of Energy. If you haven't read that, Levels of Energy is a great book representing a scale from zero to a thousand about frequency and how like and what frequency people operate on so basically like on the 50 to 100 is like crime and 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 you feel like angry at the world and like 100 to 200 is like you're breaking out of the you're starting to understand there's a world out there that you can conquer and 200 to 500 whatever is like the entrepreneurship route and personal development route whatever you get there with coaches and, and help and stuff like that and training 500 you start attracting you start you know you start working less attracting more uh, 600, 700 is already like bliss. And and so there's like these levels of energy and I really believe in it. And now like that, um, that also uh, I just heard, uh, started hearing on Audible, uh, Here on a Journey by Donald Miller, which is a, a great start of the book. He's talking about exactly those same things. He's just not talking about the levels, but he's talking about you start by, there's, there's a couple of characters. There's the victim, there's the villain, and there's, um, then the, there's the guide and the hero. Or basically, like the levels are first of all, villain, like right, 50 to 100, victim, 100 to 200. Then there's the hero who starts operating at 200 until about like 500, 600 when he becomes the guide. The guide is like, you know, the one that can help the people, bring them up and attracts everything to them already. So I love that. And I think it's very, very true. I'm going to have to go and read both of those. So, one thing we haven't really spoken about at all, and this is just sort of what I would expect from your generous spirit. We haven't talked about what your business does at all. So for the listener, what does your world look like outside of personal development and all that good stuff? <laughs> so I'm, I see myself as an entrepreneur and business owner, um, but I'm also, I came up as a designer. So most of my life I've been working for startups. I was in the tech scene. Um, I was the first designer at Fiverr. Not actually in the, not in the marketplace, but working on the marketplace with the founders. Um, I was the first designer there. And then I had my startup. We got acquired by Similar Web, which is another startup. Um, and then after that, I went solo and uh, worked on my blog. Um, so and launched my agency. So right now what I have is I have Israel's largest design blog where I monetize that. I have online courses and one course that is uh, a, a physical class taught twice a week i just brought in an external external lecture to help me and basically he's taking like half of it i'm doing half of it um so i'm still teaching that class uh, but i have online courses as well and people buy packages i do on uh, trainings uh with the blog comes everything you know like people like companies ask me to do trainings for them it's a design blog so um it's like design trainings and stuff like that 
And then that's the blog. I have my agency. The agency is called Contrast2x, and we do user experience design for startups. We work with small startups uh, just beginning in just that just got capital. We also work with very big startups. For instance, uh, Fiverr just released a new feature. It was on TechCrunch and all the big publications. And that, for that feature, they called me to come and do the workshop with them um, to crack the, the concept. So co- big startups call me out to crack concepts and, and uh, smaller startups call me up uh, to work with my designers and my team because we accompany them as product design teams you know, throughout time. That's an, the second one. The third one is Commit First, which is my podcast and my, and my, my brand I don't know, like about personal development and spiritual growth for entrepreneurs. And that's where I'm right now developing this as, as a tech company, actually. Um, I've been very, I, I've been taken in by the, the whole like Web3 kind of um, thing going on and, and the Metaverse thing. I got myself an Oculus a couple of months ago and I was just blown away by the experience. And I said, um, man, I, I want to create that experience. Like I'm already, I'm already working on an app right now in development. It's called affirmations.co. It's going to come out in about two months. I just got the first version yesterday. They sent me a test flight and um, playing around with it. It's an app for affirmations. So basically I'm building like a, a system of apps for personal development and for, for doing the inner work. Uh, things that I'm, I need for myself and that I'm working with myself on. I'm just building the app for them. And also I want to create immersive experiences like guided meditations and uh, visualizations and working on manifestations and stuff like that. But in the metaverse and in VR environments. So uh, imagine yourself, you can just go to, you know, instead of just sitting down quiet, you can also just put your Oculus on. In one moment, you're in a beautiful scenery, a Zen garden or whatever on the top of the Himalayas. You can just meditate. And, and get like a, you know, a guided meditation to help you manifest your biggest dreams. I think this is going to change lives. And that's why I took commit first to kind of like starting working on tech. We got investor interested already and stuff like that. So it's, it's a big operation. It's not that what I'm saying is not just the YouTube and the podcast and stuff like that. It's now becoming way bigger. I have a partner who is yeah. a multimillionaire um, and, uh, and he's, we're now getting capital. So it's going to happen soon. So a lot going on. Yeah. And three kids. So what I find particularly exciting about VR is I've dabbled with it a little bit, but just with the, almost like the cardboard experience, mm-hmm. the Google Cardboard. And yeah. what's really interesting, and this is why I'm excited for you, is the physiological responses to VR are mm-hmm. exactly the same as the physiological responses to if you were actually doing whatever it is you were experiencing in VR. Yeah. And unless you've experienced some form of virtual reality, you don't understand that. Right. And yeah that's why I'm excited for your VR because this is the first time you're telling me a lot of people struggle to achieve very much in meditation but if you can bring them an experience that stimulates that physiological response exactly that's actually really exciting yeah yeah that's that's the beautiful thing about it um and um there's already a great app that does it by the way if any of you have oculus it's called trip uh with a double p uh, trip does it it's more psychedelic but it's really really good um, meditation experience so i have a boxing game man you should get an oculus i think everybody now should get an oculus it's so first of all it's pretty cheap it's not already it doesn't cost already so much but <clears throat> just to understand where it's at right now if you like compared to cardboard completely different experience i bought this boxing game you put on your like the oculus all of a sudden you're in a match 
there's people cheering around you and you're looking and you're hearing them cheer and the big guy in front of you full of tattoos is coming to attack you and every time he punches you you feel that your uh your handles they they vibrate and and you know you really feel in the fight i put it on a couple of people that don't have any experience in fighting and they're like adrenaline pumping they became red they were just like oh it's trying to fight like we really once they took their oculus off they're like oh my god it's, you know blood rushing fast and it's crazy yeah i think i think a lot of people don't understand and this is why i think people like you and i on shows like this will be just discussing vr more and more yeah because with full fiber becoming a thing for people and the processing power that's becoming available to us now, the world is changing. It's going to be like the difference between when you could get an AOL CD on the front cover of a magazine and now it's going to be that different. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, there's a whole new internet coming yeah. and it's much closer than people realize. Yeah, also NFTs are going to change a lot of the things we look at. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about everything that happens with this new technology. Although, just be careful, everybody out there. This creates more FOMO, more, more overwhelm. You really have to watch yourself. Don't, don't be swollen in, in a way that you're feeling FOMO all day. And this is really, really important. Um, I have one guy on my radar, like a designer, a very famous designer. He, went, he was hospitalized because he you know, got so excited about it. He tried to create an NFT project and you know, stress took him, took him under. So um, be careful. Just yeah. And I think, again, this is, this, this is why... Being intentional about cultivating your character is just as important as cultivating your business. It's yes. probably more important. And it's this whole thing of what got you here won't get you there. And especially, like you said, time is speeding up. Opportunities are becoming more frequent. There's huge FOMO around everything to do with crypto and NFTs. And yeah, we don't need that stress. So yeah. Thank Don't you. need it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. I mean, one one more thing to to mention, like there's always going to be new technologies happening and there's always going to be that FOMO for you if you look for it. If you just, you don't even have to look for it. It comes at you all the time. Also bad news, you know, COVID, like financial crises, whatever. People can talk about a lot of stuff. At the end of the day, humanity survives a lot of stuff. We're going to probably survive, a, you know, everything that's coming out our way. But you're going to survive anything that comes your way externally by having your internal game in place and developing your character to withstand that. You're building a shield around you, right? And that's mental toughness. So if you're looking at how the mind works just to understand kind of, you know, what's happiness or, or how to battle overwhelm, the mind is the one that understands like that it's when you have overwhelmed, it's like a, it's a concept, right? It's not a brain function. It's, it's, it's a concept of the mind. And so stress, everything like that, it's concept of the mind. And the mind is very simple in a way that it just has two functions, two, two very simple functions, exactly as your heart has a function to pump blood, right? It draws blood in, pumps blood out. That's it, like two functions. And you cannot stop your heart, right? I mean, just it beats. You, you can't stop it. You, you can think about stopping it. You, you won't be able to. And also you're like almost anything in your body, your cells act in a specific way. You have no way of stopping anything in your body. And so the same way as your mind, your mind has the function that you cannot stop, which is one, to go towards pleasant activities or pleasant uh, external stimulus. And two is to walk away and, be, and, and run away from or avoid um, unpleasant situations or stimulus. So the ones regarding, we are all masters at going towards the pleasant stimulus, right? Like Netflix. Oh, 
Netflix, right? We, we, we walk by a pizzeria and we felt like we smelled, you know, we smell it and we're like, oh my God, pleasant. I want that. Or like it, so we really, really are good in going towards the pleasant. So much so that, you know, sometimes we do it even too much. Like for instance, drinking, you might drink a bit too much and then it's not nice. Actually, you get unpleasant. So but we're really good for the pleasant stuff. We're actually really not good with the unpleasant. And that's exactly what we need to train our mind to do. That's mental toughness. That's training your mind because when COVID hit, it hit our, our unpleasant, uh, you know, part of the mind that is like, oh, my God, unpleasant, run away, run away. But there was nowhere to run away to. And sometimes you just don't have where to run to. Situations hit you in the most, you know, exposed, vulnerable places. And you need to prepare for that because it's going to happen again and again and again and again, daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. Sometimes situations are going to be so tough, you feel you just, it's too much for you. And a lot of people feel it's too much for them. Right. So the way to do that is to practice, practice the unpleasant, go towards it and attack it. That's mental toughness. I think there's been so much in this episode that I'm going to need to go back with a pen myself. If I, I'm probably going to cheat and use the transcription. There's so much good stuff there. If people want to connect with you, if they want to go further with Sagi Schreiber, how can they do that? First of all, feel free to uh, check out the YouTube of Commit First and uh, follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm most active right now. I'm also on Twitter and like almost any social pl- platform you find Sagi Schreiber. But I would say um, Commit First uh, on uh, YouTube and the podcast itself, Commit First, if you're listening on Spotify or whatever. And I would say if you want to connect on Instagram, Sagi Schreiber, exactly like my name says here if you're watching the video. It's uh, S-A-G-I-S-H-R-I-E-B-E-R. And uh, feel free to send me a DM and uh, just kind of like even take a snapshot right now of, of, of both of us here and, and share it on your stories. Tag both of us, Bob and I, because we want to know that you guys value from this. That's the most important thing. I want to know that you guys got value for this. So, and one last thing, if you guys want to get, I have a template to building your vision. It's how I built my vision. It's kind of like it has everything we talked about in Cardi, like to getting your values, what do you value in life and how do you prioritize in a Google spreadsheet in a specific template. If you want that, just DM me and uh, let me know you want it. Just you can you can write like vision and I will like DM me the word vision. I'll send it to you completely free of charge. I don't have a bot for that, by the way. Not yet. I'm not that complicated. But <laughs> but yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm just here to help, really. And um, Bob, thank you so much for having me on the show again. It's just a pleasure talking to you every time. No, it's a pleasure is all mine. And yeah, send me your template as well. It looks really good. I'll do that. The one question I ask every guest, I didn't give you any warning of this because I forgot. What's one thing you do now that you wish you'd started five years ago? One thing I do now that I wish I'd started five years ago. Wow. First of all, like my 9 to 12 club is something that I wish. The, the most important thing that I learned at the beginning of the business when I, when I started my business is take care of me first. I just can't stress it enough. One thing that I'm doing now, again, is taking more time to work on myself. That's one thing, uh, mentally and physically, and not giving up like that. Uh, the second thing is that I wish to have done is build a vision because, again, that's the thing that I work towards, having a why, having a something I'm working towards, uh, so having a vision. One last thing I would say is manifest more. We tend to work very, very hard and we're like, oh, we're just like struggling. We tend to see things as a struggle. Instead of focusing on what you don't have or what you want to have, stop it right away. Kill that habit. That's the worst habit you can have. 
And if you have negative feelings at the moment because you're short on cash or whatever, stop the negative feelings. Not, don't be yourself up about them, but give them a space and then send them off and bring in positive emotions and manifest what you want. So think about only what you don't, well, not what you want, but think about it already as, you, as if you have achieved it. So you, have, you need to visualize yourself after you have achieved what you want to get done. And that feeling, that feeling after you achieved it is what you need to cultivate. That's exactly the only thing that you need to cultivate. The visuals of what you achieved after you achieved them and the feeling of what you achieved after you achieved it. And that will make sure that you manifest more and attract more things into your life. The best customers you want. Really, the, I attract customers. I see it as a core marketing activity for me. I'm not kidding. Like, if I need a customer, I go and meditate and, and visualize me getting that customer. And it, sometimes it happens the next day. And, and I, can't, I just can't stress it enough. Like, attract more than you work because you can work very hard, you know, burn out. It's not the way things should be. You should manifest and cultivate. Nobody's talking about it. But the spiritual practices of entrepreneurship is what I wish I've done five years ago. Sagi Schreiber, you have been an awesome guest. That was a fantastic. Thank you so much for coming. I almost guarantee I'm going to ask you again, probably sometime soon. It would be my pleasure, man. Really. For the listener, I hope you have enjoyed this week's show. And I just want to make sure you don't miss more magic like this every week. So don't forget to subscribe. And if you have enjoyed this show, a review on iTunes or Spotify rating, wherever you listen to your show would make my day. Share the show with one friend and they will thank you forever. If you'd like to work with me building a personal brand business journey, whatever stage you're at, then just email bob at amplifyme.agency and we'll find a way to make that happen. And don't forget, you can also join the Personal Brand Business Dojo Facebook group. Just head to amplifyme.agency forward slash insiders and welcome to the family. Sagi Schreiber, awesome as always, legend status unlocked. To you, the listener, same to you. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe and join our Facebook group. You'll find a link in the show notes or visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders. Also connect with me wherever you hang out. You'll find me on all the social platforms at Bob Gentle. If you enjoyed the show, then I would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would make my day. And if you shared the show with a friend, you would literally make my golden list. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks to you for listening and I'll see you next week. Thank you.